family thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie. wrote this song, my turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter, it's jokes to Carl, that's the duh of français, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that, don't follow me now, follow me later, I mean for right now. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-D. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Good morning. Top of the morning to you, Carl. Top of the morning to you there, Mike. Thanks for having me on your show once again. Jesus Christ, Carl. I just said the show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. How could you be? Coast and a guest. How can you write the theme song we just heard? Produce yeah. research a movie we're about to watch on yes. YouTube in the party. Interview a comedian who's probably from the Golden State Garden State. Excuse me, <laughs> New Jersey from New Jersey. Yes, yeah, he is. He is. You're not a guest on the show. Anyway, our show is we watch a full length movie on YouTube with you. That's we and. Uh, Oh, I'm really excited. We do this every Sunday here at mutinyradio.fm where we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What's up? If you're listening, hi. You <laughs> heard me waving at you first. You can subscribe to the podcast and hear me wave to you in the app later that day. Our podcast can be found by searching L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Type that into YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which Carl, our guest, runs he syncs yeah. the movies with our shows it's a great way every week to hear our broadcast and we would love to, for you to donate to muni radio uh patreon uh venmo there's another one what's the other one they usually do like gofundme the donate, GoFundMe. The donate, what is it donate button and oh, there is a donate button the radio app can we see it can oh see i didn't realize there's an app is that on your what Android? Do you mean? Uh, no, this is for iPhone. The classy people, San Francisco people, have iPhone. Well, some of us uh, Luddites have oh, Android. Right. Listen, Androids are, are from Droids, which is Marin County, which is Lucasfilms. So if you're from the Bay Area, you have an Android because mm-hmm. you like Star Wars. They had to pay. Didn't they have to pay Lucas? Anyway, we digress. Carl, what is... The movie we're watching today. Today, we will watch Bad Guys, 1986, Bad Guys. 
That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. But 1986, or you're going to get the fluffy Pixar latest, we're the stupid gang. We're going to, we're bad. We're going to be criminals. Terrible. Well, we, yes, I, I told you all the neighborhood kids are surrounding me here at the station. We're excited to watch that new animated film. Bad guys, right? 1986. Yes, bad guys. 1986. That's what you put oh, in. Oh, 1986. And we like the channel Bummer Summer. All right. That's well, sounds great. good. We're going to be watching a live action movie called The Bad Guys, 1986. Right. It's hosted by our good friend Bummer Summer. Look for that YouTube channel. Find the link after you type in all that garbage. Hit it. Hit pause. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're going to do a countdown, and you'll hit go at this, so we can watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. But we are also excited because we're joining, being, being joined by another person. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Josh Wells. Welcome, Josh. Hey, thank you for having me, Carl. It's great to be here, man. Now, uh, we have today invited you on because we're watching a wrestling movie and we know your love for wrestling. And this started, what, late 80s? When did you get into it? Yeah, probably like mid to late 80s. Um, it was uh, the rock and wrestling period, they like to call it. There was a cartoon. It was like Hulk Hogan, Andre Giant, and uh, Macho Man, Junkyard Dog, all those legends. And... Uh, it was, you know, Hulkamania. I remember Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant at uh, WrestleMania three in the main event. And that was a big deal, you know, like uh, it just the, the way they built it up. That was this impossible task. And uh, I've kind of been a fan ever since. It all starts with Hulkamania, though. Yeah, definitely. And that was what in your preteen years, your teen years, your early 20s. When did you, you know, fall in love? I was probably like six or seven when I first first really started getting into wrestling. All right, so you yeah. know the '80s wrestling then? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty ver well ver mostly in WWF stuff. I, I wasn't a big NWA guy. I mean, I was you know six seven. I wasn't really watching Harley Race and steel cage matches or anything. Now, as you know, I sell these wrestling magazines on eBay. I gave you one once, and it seemed like it was an '80s magazine. It seemed like it was too early for you but i guess no do you still have that magazine yeah somewhere i, I think what hulk hogan was on the cover hulk hogan was probably right. on the cover of every wrestling magazine for like three or four years there in the 80s um the ones that have hulk hogan on sell pretty quick you yeah. know the other ones linger they always do sell though oh what's kind of cool about those magazines is they report on everything that's happening pro wrestling and so like i actually kind of like looking at old things because like i was just a wwf kid you know um I wasn't like I didn't have like that teenage nerd uh, energy yet to go out and watch all these different. So to go back and read that, you get to see what Ric Flair was doing at the right. time, or Ricky Steamboat outside of WWF, and there was like all this other great pro wrestling stuff going on. But you know, I was, I was a kid, so it, it, it missed me a little bit. I, I know so much about uh, '80s wrestling, and I never watched a match. It's yeah. just getting ready to prep these books for eBay because they go. Right, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of a golden era, the uh, 80s wrestling. Now, there are many wrestlers in this film, but Sergeant Slaughter is the main wrestler. He plays himself in the film, so you must know him from the 80s, late 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I know him from, like, two different things, uh, from, from wrestling 
and but also from G.I. Joe. He was in he was in, they he, he was in a cartoon. They made him a character, but then he would also do like these weird promos at like in the middle, like when they would go to commercial breaks to come back, and it would always be like these like very patriotic uh messages for kids i guess <laughs> looking back it's almost like indoctrination but yeah so sergeant slaughter yeah was, right yeah i mean if you were like an eight-year-old he was super popular you'd watch him wrestle on saturday afternoons and then you'd see him in gi joe i had his action figure for gi joe not <laughs> for wwf so now he is like americana he's a sergeant in the military but in what is it 89 90 during the gulf war what happened he flipped yeah, he, there yeah he takes a heel turn so during the gulf war you know wwf wwf as topical as they are uh he turns into a turncoat and he starts wrestling with like these two iraqi soldiers sent generals or whatever and uh he had a pretty high profile feud with the ultimate warrior you know and <laughs> and even hulk hogan you know it was like america's greatest heroes versus turncoat sergeant Slaughter. he was he was the champion for a while as a villain as a was, villain yeah coming in with this strong his like defense of iraq probably lasted longer a little longer than the actual gulf war <laughs> well he would add a cash cow he's milking right he had a yeah, role yeah, he was yeah. playing he wasn't gonna let that go yeah i mean it was great because i mean it was i mean they were booing him out of <laughs> the building so like i mean you know as if you're trying to play a villain that that's the dream you know to come up with that thing is the anti-american during a war it was, uh, during a yeah and you're such an icon of america to fight right. you know yeah yeah it was yeah, it was incredible. It was uh, an incredible uh, heel turn. Now, you are a stand-up comedian. This is true. Yeah. But you also are a reverend off of the internet. And you officiate weddings. And I think one of your weddings was associated with wrestling, right? Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, I'm officiated to two different online churches, the Universal Life Church and uh, the Dudist Church, which is based on the Big Lebowski. Uh, anyone could do it. Anyone could become a, an ordained minister and do weddings, especially in New Jersey. The, the rules are really loose in New Jersey. Um, but anyways, I, I digress. Yeah, so I, uh, I I officiated a wedding uh, outside of MetLife Stadium. There was a WrestleMania there, and we had, like, a tailgate party. And I just put a feeler out there, like, to see, like, in, in Facebook group wrestling fan groups, if, if anybody was, like, going to get married, I would totally do it outside <laughs> of WrestleMania. And I found a couple, and they they they, they were into it. And uh, I I wore a ref shirt because I was the officiant, right? Uh, uh, the bride was dressed as Ronda Rousey because she was in that year's WrestleMania, and uh, and the groom dressed as Ric Flair, and it was amazing. It was I, I as long as I've been doing stand up comedy, I've never been part of something so so energetic. Like as soon as we were in the middle of a parking lot, as soon as everyone around us in the parking lot knew what was going on. Everyone just had their cell phones up. I never, I felt like, I felt famous for a second. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we were surrounded by people with cell phones in the air and they were going, it was so much fun. They were doing uh, wrestling chants during it. And it's just uh, absolutely, I've, I probably officiated like nine or 10 weddings. Absolutely the most fun of them. My apologies to anybody. Yeah, right. I officiated for it has to be the best. Now you you are um, a stand up, but you are one of the older stand ups. You know, I'm with you on that. A little right, older, <laughs> and we're surrounded by these children in their twenties, right? Yeah. Late twenties, maybe is. But you seem to hold your own with them in a way that I just can't handle. Yeah, I I, I say that they keep me young. I I, I love hanging out with young comics because yeah, I just feel like uh, it, it it stops me from 
feeling like an old fuddy-duddy, I guess. I don't know. You know, I mean, look, I got like a baby Yoda behind me. I, you know, like I'm, I'm still <laughs> kind of a big kid and, uh, yeah. and I'm a night owl. I like to stay out late. So, you know, the, the youngins in comedy like this. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be drinking beers with, you know, the comics in their twenties, hanging out, having a good time. So uh, I love a bar with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, I granted, you know, I wake up in rougher shape than they do, but uh, (laughs) it's good fun. Yeah, I remember one night you talking about how you didn't drink and you woke up with a horrible headache and you were like, that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear this. Yeah, I like to take a month off from drinking every year and like I always get like a headache in that month. And I'm like, this is no, I'm not drinking. I should have no headaches for the whole month. Now, as an older comic, this means that you've got more of a brain than these youngsters, and you've turned that into becoming a comedy producer, putting on comedy shows pretty regularly. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so I co-produce uh, the Hell Yeah Comedy Show uh, with uh, with the very talented Aaron Wahlberg as my co-producer. Um, uh, it's, it's once a month in North Bergen, New Jersey, at a place called Wawa Social Club. Uh, it's a cool little place it's like it's kind of like a private place it's like a private club for yeah. people to hang out and drink at a bar but uh they allow us in to do comedy shows they have a showroom upstairs from their bar and it's really cool it's got a diy do-it-yourself vibe um we we try to make it uh we try to give it a bit of a party vibe as much of a party vibe as you can have at a comedy show uh we try to make it you know bright and cover we have like bright back we have like a bright background uh we try you know, we give out candy um yeah. We have edibles with secret ingredients in them. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to fully explain what I mean. <laughs> it's a now. very legal secret ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an open mic after. We get a ton of local comics coming through. It's always on a Friday. So it's, it's just a good time. I'm always, I, that's one of those nights I'm, I'm hanging with the young comics till like two right. in the morning. And we have a good time. It's, uh, it's, uh, and they're often themed, you know, uh, whatever is the, you know, if it's Halloween, if it's uh, fall, you, I mean, if it's Christmas, I mean, they're often themed, you know, because you'd go through them once a month. Yeah. And I think it's a really great hook. Uh, and I think you might have made it up on your own to have an open mic after the show because that really attracts audience. L- most of the audience are normal people, but comedians come and beef yeah. up your audience because they know what's coming after. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that like a Friday night, mic, and we start late. The show starts at like 930. We want to start at nine. We never do. Uh, yeah. The, mic doesn't the start poster to... says one thing. The reality says. Yeah. yeah. So our mic doesn't start till 1130, which actually I think works in our favor because a lot of comics, you know, even book comics, they're, they're out doing shows, but they're like, oh, I can catch this late night mic after the show I'm on. That's uh, right. So, we almost always get like a really good turnout for the mic. So uh, I I think it's because it's fun. It's a Friday night. You know, it's, it's like you're doing comedy, but you're also hanging out. Now, I got booked on that show once, but I was lucky to get on that show another time. I had just come from the af- uh, for the mic after. I yeah. had about five minutes of material ready to go. And you said, look, Carl, uh, we're a little short. Can you can you start, uh, you know, can you open for us, but just keep it down to five minutes? I was like, perfect. I'm ready to go. And yeah, it was well, good. That's uh, part of our secret is we like to give away two guest spots every show if we can. Oh. Uh, and we usually give them the comics on the day of. We don't do any prearranged. Like me and Aaron, like we kind of just look out for comics that we love. And if they come, if there's a comic we, we both love and, and they're there early, we'll usually go up to them like, hey, do you want to do five? Uh, sometimes we do ask them to go first because no, it's hard to make. Comics yeah. don't, 
I love going first, by the way. I'll, I'll go first a lot. but We share that in common, yeah, man. I, I, re- I think the room is cold, even though yeah. a host has gone up and done some jokes. I think the room is cold, and the tone of the night has not been set yet. Right. That's why I love to go first. because Yeah, you, you get to set the tone. Um, uh, I'm really into that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's almost uh, anything can happen, you know? But if you have a great set, then uh, it's like you, you did something good for the whole team, you know? Like when the first comic... <laughs> kills uh it just it, it makes the rest of the show so much easier for all the other comics now josh how can people find you out there on social media on the internet on the snap chats and the instagrams and yeah instagram and twitter uh you can follow me at josh ain't funny uh <laughs> and then i have uh i have a a, a newsletter because i'm old a newsletter not a podcast it's a uh, uh joshwells.substack.com uh check that out uh i'm very proud of my uh little newsletter i once a week i don't spam your inboxes just one and done i yeah i t- i am i am subscribed and it gives me a lot of conversation fodder to right. speak with you about when i bump into you out there That's kind of one of my favorite like side effects of the newsletter is that uh people who do read it and i and but i know them personally like uh when i see them public, yeah we have to, <laughs> you know people like spout some opinion i had about a movie i watched last week and i'm like oh yeah that was in the newsletter duh (laughs) okay now josh everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time that we do here in the studio so we're all gonna press play together because we are aided by a celebrity comedian countdown and that is you so josh wells why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown here we go with the countdown three Two, one, go. Oh, thank you, Josh Wells, noted wrestling fan and <laughs> New Jersey comedian. I noted him throughout the whole interview. I know, that's all he did note it. Oh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, it's yeah, uh, this is movie. his brother, Joel Spielberg, who's uh, a ne'er to do well. Uh, he's from Tel Aviv, quite frankly. I love when oh, movies just give you the title right up front. Adam Baldwin? Yeah, one of the Baldwin brothers. Real? Sure. Oh, okay. Michelle, one of the Castro brothers? His name is Adam Baldwin, and he is related to the Baldwin brothers in the 1600s in England. Thank you, Ancestry.com. Wow, you really did your research. How much did you pay for that? Did they yeah, did the FBI you, follow Google. you? Thank you, Google. Sure, it was Google page six, you know, but thank you, Google. We should mention Carl has seen this movie, researched this movie. I, as an audience member, have yet to seen Bad Guys. Sit back and enjoy with your popcorn. <sighs> Sergeant Ooh, Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter, yeah. yeah. Or Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant, yeah. Stolen Valor. Was he really a sergeant? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he was an actor. I really don't know that, so I don't want to get my ass kicked. His name was um, Robert Remus. And, okay. uh, yeah, he was the famous Sergeant Slaughter. And Josh Wells talks about him in the um, as a wrestling fan in the interview that there was a period in which he, like, it was the Gulf War. It was Desert Storm. And he was like, I'm for the people of Iraq. And they're like, what? I mean, it blows your minds. The greatest American, and he, suddenly he became the enemy. And they like he, he, he came out to support Iraq over them. Wow, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I mean, what a hook, right? Right. Well, this is before that. This is 85, 86. Yeah, no, no. As a matter of fact, throughout this film, they'll be chanting USA. Okay, so a guy's getting pulled over by the cops, and we quickly learn they're both cops. Why are you hassling me? We've got to get to... Look at the time. Come go, on. go. These guys are bad guys. I can tell you right now. Oh, yeah. But not right now. They're supposed to be good guys. So... Oh. You can see that it's sort of like the open mic of wrestling, but a little better. We got right. a show. It's a bringer, you know? Well, there's more audience I've seen than a mic. Because it's a movie, you know? Right. It represents the... You start off with the ring and you end with the ring. I have a yeah. bad movie rule, Carl, and I think this movie is kind of on it. It's in the, the ringer. Well, if it's so bad before the end, the end credits end, before the opening credits end, then it's bad. Like, we just <laughs> saw, like, a weird car chase for no reason, and now wrestling. Well, it was, you're right about that. It was supposed to be funny, like, it was supposed to emotionally bring you to, oh, no, he's in trouble. And then, oh, he's, we're saved because we're meeting his friend, and it's now our movie's kicked off. There's some bad jokes, too. It. Okay, yes, it's a bad film. But in the end, you'll be entertained. You'll see. Okay. Well, I, I, this is for any wrestling fan of the 80s. And any wrestling fan of the 80s. From and well, of. This is like a step down from like WOR. Do you remember those days? Channel 9? Yeah, they had in? like an independent uh, wrestling show, right? Right. You would see wrestling on TV. Secaucus is only. The Secaucus League. Right. That's the kind of thing. Live from the rooftop of WWR, Secaucus, New Jersey. It's rooftop wrestling. <laughs> Starring. Well, no, it would always be what we're seeing here, but from one camera angle. One camera angle would watch the wrestling the whole time. And it would be sort of black and white or palish, you know. And they just, they just turn the camera on. Live from wrestling. Here we go. <laughs> the announcing was very small, you know. They let no. the... Was it like stand, real wrestling? By real, I mean by the rules of wrestling, or was this kind of like showy wrestling? Uh, it was. Uh, it was both. It respected the rules of the league, but you know they were it. A, a I don't know what the word is, but yeah, at the same time, is of course it's a show. They just want to show you a show. So you, but it was vaudevillian in the way that don't you remember? Didn't you ever sit down and watch Channel Nine wrestling for like? Late at I, night when you're supposed to be sleeping. I what did I watch on Channel Nine that I shouldn't have watched? Well, didn't they have a dance show where like old people dance and you were like, "This is creepy," but it, uh, it's weird. They move around. It compares, <laughs> you know. I don't remember that, but that's great. <laughs> that is such a hook. Well, uh, so what yeah, we're seeing is people are talking. I watched people are talking. Of course, people are talking. Yeah, or Joe Franklin. Joe Franklin, of course. Um, well, okay, so what we're learning is these guys are buddy cops, and one of them has a hobby of wrestling, okay? And look how crazy it can get. This is like in the beginning of the movie Made, when John Favreau and Vince Vaughn are wrestling, uh, fighting, boxing together, sparring. How? Yeah, 
I don't I don't know if I saw it, but now they're going to start to have some success. Okay. All right. We're really seeing like how wrestling was done. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I mean, like if I was a wrestling fan, as you know, when this came out, I, I am a wrestling fan. I mean, it is. I only like Norwegian wrestling. I don't want to sound pompous. <laughs> You're so snobby, but I understand that. That's yeah. so you. That's so you. Because I know from... Norway wrestling, and I see your point. I'm just saying that, you know. It was unstoppable from 1963 to 1974. Now look who's in the audience and goes, wow, these guys are super. I'm a perky. Hello, What? Is he a fellow cop? Is this the cop wrestling hall? She's like a pretend manager kind of person. Oh, I see. So she's going to go, you guys were great. I'm perky. Hi, I'm perky. Hi, perky. perky. Hi, I'm perky. Listen, I have a positive outlook. I'm an optimist, and I want to manage you guys. Oh, let I've, me book you. I've got a van full of soccer kids. <laughs> Look at my smile. I'm, it's like Marie Osmond. Right. It's like the the skater girl. Do you think like she could have given them in a minute to just like I don't know push her down? <laughs> well, it's a movie, right? He's so inside poop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It must not be cold in there because <laughs> there's no indication of cold. Oh, we'll have to rewind. So. Let's rewind. Basically, yeah. remember the Farrah Fawcett poster? Chili in the studio. Click, click. Um, I don't think we see air, even Areola. Oh, yes, we do right this second. Yeah, right there. Here's my yeah. card in case you change your mind. So the one change is. Change your mind like, for what? Like, okay, she wants to like manage them and put them in the real leagues. Okay. But. One of them's like, sorry, ma'am, but we're cops. And Baldwin is like, that sounds fucking great. You know, so we got a conflict here. Right. Oh, downtown, this is where Waterman is, police station. Oh, Waterman, your fantastic cop show. Was your pilots available on, uh, well, it's private service. You have to call us. And we'll let you know. <laughs> and right private. Now, it's there. He's in the same locker room we shot Waterman in. Comes right out to the very front of the whole building. So you should, wait, you shot in here? Yeah. And this, it was in Culver Studios. <laughs> Culver, Colorado, California. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the, the farm where they have all the movie sets. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Old West, and then they had the bank, and then the. Okay, look, these cops just got called to a call. There's a call. They're and Roland. Look at the vests on him. I'm a pretend rough person. Do you no, they're roughing it up. They, they hit a portion <laughs> video game cabinet. Hear the crack of that styrofoam over your styrofoam over your head. So, <laughs> ow! I pretend not kicked. But I'm look out, Stuntman Union coming through. Only six stuntmen supposed to be in this set. Guys, stop! Lunchtime. Don't you remember this guy, this fight in the 80s? Like, you would see the bad guy. He has a vest on. It's just nowhere in our culture, for real. He has a headband. So he's like, 
half biker. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. You know, I've seen him in commercials where he has the headband on and the leather vest, and yeah. he's riding a bus. And the sweet goes, "Lady, you smell terrific." Like, oh, thank you. It's Fabrice. You know, he's got a handkerchief around his neck. Doesn't make sense. Oh my God! The worst is when you have all his bike. Him and his friends' bikes are like parked outside, <laughs> and, and you, you accidentally knock the first Ooh. bike in in row. I hate lazy riding. I hate lazy riding. That has to happen every time. Oh, like the dominoes that they just kind of tip, 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 tip. But then he comes out with his bandana around his head and the leather I'm vest. I'm that down for the open mic. Tip the mic over scene. I hate lazy riding. This is not lazy. They got beer taps flying out. Cops no, flying. No, this is, look, the guy's look, drinking. What, what happened? It hit me in the face. All right, oh. do another take, buddy. Fuck you, Joel. <laughs> now, okay. What happens is our two heroes proceed to fucking fuck that joint up. And it will land them in the paper in the morning. Now the commissioner's mad. Oh, good. So, I like that. Same old movie. Here we go. Mm, have you read the Los Angeles Chronicle? All oh, the Los Angeles Tribune, too. The media is against us. Laundry Basket, get in my office! That's right, Laundry Basket of Justice was my pilot. Now, guess what I did in Waterman with all my, like, I don't like lazy writing. I did a parody of it, did I not? There were two cops. You have to. Mario Gentile, God rest his soul, was the, get in my office! Okay, how many dare to get off drug posters are going to be on the wall? <laughs> right. If this was 92, for sure. Look at Reagan. Ronald Reagan, we're stuck. Listen, we can't pretend we watch a lot of movies from the 80s when you have Ronald Reagan in the background on the wall. Right. It's that universe where there's just people are shooting and demolishing shit, and, it looks, and it's funny. Now, I have this idea that I wish I had it back then. What you do is you take the Bedtime for Bonzo um, promo, you know, their movie still. Right. Uh, the, the movie poster. And you put that in those offices. That would have been hilarious. Well, there was that in Spies Like Us. The, uh, Dan Aykroyd was watching Bedtime for Bonzo, or uh, it was no, it was a musical, uh, musical where, where Ronald Reagan popped up. Uh, he the was musical. watching that on the FBI. Okay, so now it's like you guys are suspended without pay. It doesn't mean you're not cops anymore. Just you know, you, you gotta get the heat off. You gotta <laughs> get out of my face, okay? You're suspended without pay. You know what? Set Hold on to your badge and gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Say, Hold on to your badge and gun. That's exactly right. Now it's like, what are we going to do? We need a job. So now we're going to see a, a series of scenes in which they go through some jobs. Now, we've <laughs> seen the movie Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis. Is it going to be the same montage? Is he going to nope. work as a Benny Hanna chef? <laughs> oh, that all. I am insulting an entire eight continent. Oh, for six minutes. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Are you nuts? Exactly. Get really. That's the. Then you can tell we're in the twenty first century. Really, really. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh. It will be in the history books that this was a period of you know. 
Right. Well, we had sarcasm in the 80s. It was just... I mean, but not in the 1500s. When all is said and done, our time will be like... That's when the Adam Baldwins and the Alex Baldwin clan were one, right? In the 1500s? Right. Yeah. That's right. I have it here somewhere. It's true. Here we go. Adam. Irish-American. Boring. He's an avid golfer. Boring. Can you just... just up to the case, was he in Firefly and Serenity? Yeah, he's the DC Comics guy, yes. Okay, what do you mean DC Comics guy? Well, he was in Fire... Uh, voiced the second Green Lantern of the Justice League, chosen as Superman Clark Kent for DVD release. One of the four actors from Firefly who voiced superheroes on Justice League 2001. Hal Jordan, the Silver Age Green Lantern. Wow, that's uh, an honor. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of like a uh, tweeter, right? Yes. That's what he's... he's for politics, kind of, yes. Yeah, he's for Gamergate. Conservative. He was, he was a very pro-Gamer... He kind of pushed Gamergate back in the Gamergate day. All right, gotcha. He was good at Firefly. He's That's a good crazy. friend of Jamie Lee Curtis, and he was in Molly and Ronnie's Dance Party in 2005 as a favor to her. Wow. That's good to know. He was. He didn't do it against his will. You know, he's from Illinois, and uh, he went to this high school, which Charlton Heston went to, Rock Hudson, and Margaret Bruce Dern, of all people. Great. Good <laughs> high school. Okay, distant related to the Baldwin brothers. They list them because they're dicks who are from Long Island. Adams from the Chicago area. They say they share a common Baldwin ancestry going back to 1600 in England. These stunts are nuts, Carl. He's jumping <laughs> off of buildings and like flipping around in the back of a van. This is essentially how do they lose the job? And whoa, out those crazy cops. That's ridiculous. Yeah, fucking cops have no respect for people working in ditches. <laughs> Even though they were just were them? Yeah, right. They jumped over three human beings. <laughs> now we're out of here. So you saw what happened. He got he was getting laid. Right in I the Porta Johnny. What so, is what a beautiful place to do it. <laughs> Where we're in the trailer. So he this is the second attempt at a job. So he's the cut it loose, get crazy one, and he's the what are you doing? Calm down. You're gonna uh -huh. get us in trouble. One. It's the avid Costello of uh, Chippendales. Now, Jerry now, Lewis, true. with this girl, woman with the blue blouse on. She is somebody famous, and I didn't get her in my research. I'll show it when it comes up again. Right, right now, she looks like pixelated person seven. <laughs> yeah. And nothing came up in Google. Did you mean pixelated? No, Google. No. The pixelated lady, number seven. I looked up Pixelated Lady 7 in IMDb, and he's a producer who, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no! She, I thought she was in the Golden Girls, but that was a her right there. Oh. Oh. It's quick shots. I'll have to take a look. Well, we'll see her in the con convertible. See, the way that... There she is. Take it off, she Take goes. it off. And he does. So this is good. So this is not just for wrestling fans. Or maybe it is for wrestling fans. <laughs> they just did a wrestling move. Nice Do you care foot. what the music is? Uh, okay, let me get the studio audio going. 
You can do it, Carl. Carl, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Open. This song is. This song goes. It goes. Boring, boring eighties. Boring part of the eighties. Boring, boring eighties. I used to trip to that. Boring baseline bed. See, it, it, it's they were cool sounds, but they sounded too slow and thuggish. Going to the great mine. Right. You know, it just it was terrible music, and you got to admit, some movies would have like eight original songs on it. Yeah, and you're like, I never even heard of this movie, let alone the the songs that were written. That's for right. It. Somebody's somebody got paid, and somebody sweated hard to make that shit. Right. Yeah, this seems to go on forever. Honk, honk. Get off the stage, you crazy, sex-crazed woman. Oh, is that the manager? Yeah. No, that, that's the thing. You think that the director just made a screw-up, in my opinion. He, you think that that woman's going to figure into the plot somehow, but she just goes away. She's No. No. He's oh, listen, he's so... the director's selling this movie right now. This is too long, but it's... It's supposed to be eye candy for the film, right. you know. No, definitely. Okay, so they'll get picked up by the two women who just assume they're going to get pay them for a sex, you know, sexual favor, and then the cops are going to be like, "Why are you kidding me?" So they're going to get kicked out into the street. And they're like, "Screw this! No more dancing." Second job down. What are we going to do? Hey, remember still... that Turkey Girl? Here it is. Okay, Turkey right. Girl production. <laughs> Ah. I am the tiger. I am the tiger. It's Thigh of the Lion. <laughs> do, do, do. Is a cool sounding drum, but it's so sluggish. It's on the beat because it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pop from the synth. Rising uh, down, uh, not back on the street. <laughs> Rising on down. <laughs> Yeah, just change a couple words. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thigh of the lion, do do do. <laughs> Thigh of the lion. <laughs> I have the tiger. I, sorry, I don't know what. I don't know that song. Let, I gotta start my song. Rising down, I'm off that of the, the streets. <laughs> You're all over. Okay, I gotta calm down. <clears throat> I'm stealing everything you ever do. Oh my god. I listen to these shows and I'm like, there's no jokes in it, but God bless. Write it down. Now look what's happened to them. Oh, they're just having bad luck after bad luck. Bad day. They're off the force. They Are they off the force? Yes. Well, you know what I mean. Actively, they're not getting they have to have regular jobs. Hey, why don't I just got I just saw a movie and it gave me an idea. Let's be cops. No, you <laughs> idiot, we're suspended. Oh yeah. That's they, a good what movie. if they went to see the film Let's Be Cops? And he goes, Hey, you know We yeah, could be cops. Yeah, right. Oh, just go on eBay. <laughs> okay, so see the woman in the back. I know her from a sitcom or a prominent part in a you're, movie. You're probably not wrong. Got a very familiar face. The one in the front, I do not know. Okay, so they innocently think they're getting a lift because their car's getting towed and they're just these nice ladies. But these ladies, of course, know they're the strippers and assume, 
I think they all know it, but they assume that there would be escorts as well. <laughs> Were they well, so nice? At what point are they going to figure it out? On this drive. Yeah. Look, he's she's really cozying it up. Cozy. Yeah. Little backseat. Not even waiting to get to make out point. Oh, my car ran out of gas. Well, aren't we going to make out point? Oh, look at that. Girl. Yeah, the makeup. Oh, that's the makeup. That's I don't need to do that at the open mic because I already wrote that joke a million years ago. So what are you doing? Like, you're going to talk about, like, a movie cliches or? Yeah. Yeah. It's pronounced click clicky. 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 It's pronounced clicky. No, it's not, Carl. It's pronounced cliches. It's a movie clicky. Movie cliches, Carl. Teasing a brother. I totally teased him all the time. Unbelievable. My favorite <laughs> would be, like, Carl, give me a dollar. And you would go, okay, Jeremy, let me count that. And you would take a dollar, <laughs> you would lick your thumb, and you go, one. <laughs> it would drive him bonkers. So one time, I was talking to Marcus in the front seat of the car. We're going to Mom's. And, of course, he's in the back. So he's like, Carl, make a right here. Right? And I was like, I knew, of course. He doesn't have to tell me. So I'm like, quiet, Jeremy. I'm talking to Marcus. And I would say, Blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, Carl, please make a right here. I said, Jeremy, please don't interrupt. I'm speaking to Marcus. And then I would say literally, blah 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 blah. <laughs> that, that was that Carl, was you talking. Make a right. He had to hear me say okay before he turned off. Okay, so now they're remembering Perky Manager Productions. Okay, and Positive Attitude Perky Manager Productions promised them some bouts in which they make money fighting. They had a good run of employment. Yeah. They were strippers. Right. They were the first thing I don't even remember. Now, look how long it's taken for us to get to. I think the inciting incident was when you, they were off the force. Okay. Is this so, the 25-minute rule where now we're at 25 minutes into the movie and, and the poster has been established? Yeah, I think I you're right, because we're yeah, about to go into the wrestling. Yeah. So they nailed it. You got 25 minutes to set up the poster. <laughs> I want to be on the uh, Ghostbuster mobile. Yes, that's right. exactly. Shit. And it's even true for, you know, like, I found a diary of my wife and, you know, the m movie poster of, like, remembrance in the field and you know everything's yeah. leading up to okay i'm gonna have this experience it's her ghost or something you know time traveler's wife even right. those movies the ghost shows up 25 minutes into it for me it's yeah. like once you establish a poster then you have an hour an hour and a half to just go fucking sideways you know just let the characters breathe just let things happen you know like but you just have to get to the poster in 25 minutes my favorite is Bucky Larson. All the, part, all the parts come together, right? And then they yeah. go, okay, hold it. Click. Got Click. it. Print. Got it. Print. Your poster. All right, let's do the movie. Like there is the busting machine. <laughs> Bucky Larson uh, has him like a porn star, whatever the movie is. Uh -huh. he, he, 25 minutes into the movie, he's doing an audition for a commercial. 
and they have it, and he pulls his pants down and starts masturbating. And I said, that's what the movie's about. <laughs> movie poster. Movie okay, poster. we're meeting bad guy now. So what Perky Girl has done is said, hey, good person I don't know is a bad guy manager. Check out my boys. Oh, yeah. Please don't have any nefarious plans for them. Well, the point is it could get them in at a gym, which, which is the local whatever, W, whatever. It could be uh, steady work. Okay, so this is kind of like an audition in which he's bringing this dude from another gym. Now, are these real wrestlers, Carl? Uh, uh, not really. They're, the answer is they're all trained. They're actors. They were picked, right. but they're all trained to be wrestlers. And it really shows. And uh, Sergeant Slaughter was a large part of behind the scenes talking to him, you know. Is Sergeant Slaughter on the right? Sergeant Slaughter will not be in the film until I think the uh, act three. Okay, gotcha. Oh. Okay, now what we've got is the Russians, okay? This is the Rocky setup of America versus Russia once again uh, in our Cold World period. As a matter sure. of fact, tagline. I'm sorry. The tagline is, the Russians landed the punch, the Americans delivered the crunch. Oh, yeah, there's America, USA, poster. USA. You'll get that in this film. USA. USA. It's, it's totally a Reagan, not we're back to, like, something horrible like fascism, but, like, we're back to pretending that we're proud again. Right. Well, yeah. we got to sell this movie. You got Chippendales in there. You got like USA, USA. Yep. You can you could definitely get that uh that trailer, that sweet trailer, the best, that sweet poster. Bonk. That's got to hurt. Well, oh, she yeah. even rolled her eyes at that. Yeah, that's right. As it is. There's this weird narrative in this film that says wrestling is real. We never get the talk of, hey, this is all a show. We're just putting on a show. They act like wrestling is real. Well, because the, the wrestlers would talk to each other before the fight, the the match, I guess. Yeah, but it's always like, look, he, see that? I'm fake punching you. I'm really hitting you right. at the part of your muscle behind your, you know, back. That's, they pretend he was just hitting a guy. It's just wrestling, you know? They don't pretend it's moves. It's They're pretty impressive that, that Baldwin would be wrestling. Yeah, and it's same for the other guy, too, because um, th this is hard to learn. Now, they're in their 20s, but this is a skill. It really right. is. This guy's name is Mike Jolly, the other cop. And he was in uh, Forrest Gump and uh, I don't know what much else. He was in 3 o'clock high. Uh, he was in that. a lot of TV. Wasn't Adam Baldwin the, the bad guy in in Three O'clock High? Like he was the school bully. I don't remember, but that would be the perfect role for him. He yeah. was in DC Cab, Full Metal Jacket, yes. Mexican Predator yes. Two, yes, Independence Day, yeah, the the Patriot. I saw that. I don't remember a minute. And a film which is Serenity. It's a DC. I'm not sure. It was a TV show on Fox, right? It was like Star Trek, except they were like renegades. They were, there was a Confederate war and they fought on the Confederate, like a space war. Right. 
but the war's over and you know uh so they just do uh they they have a ship and they go to a to b uh trans sending people or illicit goods or whatever uh it was a, it was a good it was all right ron yeah. glass is in it ron glass from, yeah ron glass yeah, ron glass and adam Baldwin was pretty good in it america's number one okay now here's what happens perky girl gets totally backfired because lord percy really likes the russians he does yeah. scratching my chin on lord percy here why does he like the russians carl what's up with him they're great bad guy who knows what it's doing the film's writers know what they're doing. Let's see who wrote this piece of funny, great thing. I don't know. Okay. Joe Gillis wrote Deadly Run in 95, Bad Guys in 86. Why? He acted in a thing called Why Would I Lie in 80? I don't know. Brad Westwater, um, born on my son's birthday, Scott's birthday. He wrote this. He wrote Remington Steel episodes. He wrote, no, one. He wrote Tale of the gold monkey it was a tv show he he was a co-producer of this actually the writers they aren't much are they <laughs> never mind no is, are these all comedians right now um okay oh we're seeing a great ruth, part of this ruth buzzy yeah ruth buzzy her name is pedal mcgurk oh really oh in the movie yes you see, the guy is terrible Turk McGurk. Turk McGurk. His name is oh, Gene yeah. Bell, and I look at him. He looks like a famous actor, but he's not. He looks like uh, the kid from the Partridge family, Danny. Right. Ducci. Back when he was wrestling uh, Screech and shit like that. I think he's got a face I've seen before. But Ruth Buzzy is the treat. Now, she is laughing. But after laughing, she went on, you know? Yeah, well, we know her from one of the great 80 movies called Surf 2. Yeah, she played like, watch again. She played, well, yeah, which we'll watch again, for sure. We, uh, we, that was one of our great movies. We watched it on our 50th episode. Carl, we have over 310 episodes right now. Whoa! Official ones, not including the, the month of August where the station wasn't broadcasting. Shut, shut the front door! Oh, it is. How I don't want the neighbors to hear. We have on YouTube. Oh, we have one point zero one k. What is our listenership on the yeah at a mutiny radio and the, the live stream and the Apple drops and the pop? <laughs> okay, so this is the part where the record scratches. I don't have those numbers. <laughs> We don't have the numbers. Well, uh, in the past, it's been very okay. I was giving you a chance to brag. Okay. Oh, you you go ahead and brag because you, you you gave Ruth me. Ruth Buzzy's a ventriloquist. Did you know it? No, I did not. Well, she's still alive, and she had a a fake Twitter account that she was notified about, and she actually oh. kind of went on Twitter saying, "This is the real Ruth Buzzy." Not like in a Donald Trump real right, right, Donald right. Trump, but. Oh, look at this beer. But so one of the great things about Ruth Buzzy in the 80s is, is that she just let it get be, you know? Like, she was still acting. Like, Absolutely. not that she wasn't acting, but she she took a bunch of great movie roles. Yep. 
<clears throat> she was prominent in the time, and it, she's always funny. Yeah. Now, even in this film, which not many people are funny, she does shine. Now, what's happening here is the manager liked the bad guys. So Perky Girl says, we got to re-image you. You got to be bad guys. So now they're like, they, Ruth Buzzy, you know, it's Turk McGurk and his yeah. wife, Pedal McGurk. And they love each other and they love wrestling. Now they're teaching them how to be bad guys. Okay. Oh, no, he did the claw grip. Didn't Ruth Buzzy teach how to hit an old man with a purse on a park bench? Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, she had the hairnet, is that what it's called? The pole? Yeah, hairnet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Laughing was a pretty good show when, like, there weren't other choices. Well, you know, it is a choice. You can stream Laughing on Tubi and other channels. Uh, I have, I still, I told you, Carl, my favorite episode, I, I had a DVD of three episodes, you know, yeah. like, uh, it was a CD set, so it was like maybe 12. But they had Cher from the 60s. And they were doing a musical. They do a musical number all the girls dance and sing about electricity. <laughs> and then they do a bunch of sketches. And they'll say, that was our spits about electricity. And they stop. And you could clearly hear Cher say, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> It was on the DVD. I was like, oh, I don't think I ever want to watch this again, but that's great. Now we have an over, over, over-the-top gay performance. Uh -oh. and gay panic. And he works great with Ruth Buzzy. Uh, and he's it. just being the stereotype, pretending he's horny for the boys, and they're doing the stereotype, isn't it quirky someone is gay? They don't have gay panic like in uh, every other movie? Since then? No, they don't. But they do think it's... Well, they do a little. The guy who's like, I'm always... You know, you're breaking the rules. That one. He yeah. always... Yeah. He's like the one who's like, it's creepy. Did you see how he... The gay guy, like, said to the woman? Yeah. You know, this misunderstanding that, you know... <laughs> well, yeah. The, you know, they need some comic relief, I guess, in this movie. Uh -huh. And this some comedy. Perfect for 1986. Yeah. Well, this was like in the movie Tough Guys from 86, where Burt Lancaster gets like new clothes, new wave clothes. <laughs> and they had like the Pierre Bronson like affected uh, uh, sales clerk. Like Beverly yeah. Hills Cop, right? He goes to buy right. clothes. Yeah. This is like it's a very important piece. Remember, uh, what was his name? Serge? Yeah, right, Serge. Okay, so this is their tough. And the, look at the over. It's like look, barbarians, uh, huh? Are they American barbarians? Yeah, they're going to be um, the, Bo the, the Boston. Fuck. The Boston. Is it? I forget. I have to listen. I'm sorry. I did okay. watch this film several times. You did it. I know. It's terrifying. This is Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I grew up in Los Angeles. And here, maybe you could Facebook for the Why to Watch the Next. You could go to some of these locations. Uh-huh. And it says, as seen in Bad Boys. And then right. an, an asterisk. You could do a plaque and it could say... Yeah. 
Adam Baldwin was uh, a proposed. Was okay, now look, by... Mike. Look, Mike. We're in the big leagues now. We're in the big leagues now. You see, we're it's on the, the ones that go on TV. But these guys are okay. San, San Bernardino, right? And they show up and they're lowest on the billing. Oh, gosh, God, oh. You know, Ruth Buzzy is great friends with Ann Murray. Oh, Ann Murray. Once she guested on Carol Burnett. I do my research. Good old Ruth oh, Buzzy. Good old Ruth Buzzy. Well, she was in uh, Freebie and the Bean, I think it was, where, like, the yeah. villain was on a, uh, it was supposed to be the San Francisco Pier, but it, they used Los Angeles, but she was, like, one of the people that hung out there. Should I watch it? If you see it, uh, it's Carl Burnett and Alan Arkin. It's an interesting movie. It's good. You know, it, right. it's a San Francisco mm-hmm. movie. It has mm-hmm. the old uh, transit authority. Hey, do you think it's on YouTube? And the Bean might be oh no no that's a different movie i'm thinking of a different movie this is like oh. something in the choo-choo lane i, I don't oh, know yeah. that, yeah. that that's a carol burnett film right and ruth buzzy's in it yeah she's like a tough uh pure pure rat i guess choo-choo and the philly flash choo-choo and the philly flash not feed freebie and the bean okay should i see it yes you're saying it's good. I mean, like, it, it's... Okay. Uh, Done. All it's right, a, so... It's a, yeah. Now we've got real manager guy with his Russian bad guys cozying up to the owner of the... Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Get me on your... They've got talented boys here. So they make the deal. But the English guy, Lord Percy, says... The only caveat is we're your only bad guys. We are the bad guys of this league in the stories and stuff, you know. Oh, so you can't have other bad guys. It has to be the Russians. Right. So he thinks that deal has been struck. But top top of the charts, you know, head of the company here, he doesn't care what that guy thinks. Right. No contract. Yay. Here come the... Boston, what are they? Let's listen. Okay. Oh, you got the audio going? Take it, you pass. Uh, I think it's too late. I was waiting for the announcer to go, the Boston Bombers, or whatever it is. Oh, right. And it was a stupid joke. They were like, we're not from Boston, you know, because who cares? It's just a name. Right. Well, they're not from Boston. They're farther away from Boston. Are they Patriots? Like Boston Patriots? <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, but it's the New England Patriots. And I always thought that was too much territory, right? It's not fair. Other teams have a state or a city. That's all they have. You can't have New England, you can't claim a region of the country, right? They well, got Vermont and Maine. Come on. Well, we have Connecticut, kind of shares. We share Connecticut. 
Was it the tri-state area? Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny how Connecticut thinks it's it's New England. Like you drive through the into the border of Connecticut and you see like buildings in the style of New England, but they're new construction, you know. Right. It's like, look, you've arrived. Look at the Ivy. You're in New England. No, 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 Connecticut. You try state trash. Oh, this is an outrage. So there's like fighting here all the time. Yeah, and this is what happens. Yeah, almost every, you know, somebody who's not involved gets into the ring and the managers go at it with each other. It just always turns into this. But we never, we're led to believe it's real. Not that this is the story for TV, you know what I mean? Right. No, I know this is just part of it. Like, somehow there's these wrestling rings, more than one. You know, I keep seeing TV and I don't see any TV cameras or anything. I think I'm wrong. I think they're still in the little leagues. It might be the same gymnasium. Rob, we got to get out of here. Oh, they got the, oh, cool. They got the, I have actually the same uh, uh, jacket. Yeah, you got a jacket. Bad yeah, guy. I got a Universal Studios. <laughs> In the gift shop. They used to be like, you guys uh, look great cool. tonight. You were really bad. And one time during the 90s, especially in San Francisco, there were retail stores, like, and they wow. would have like uh, outlets. So the Tower Records would have an outlet, and there was a rock clothing t shirt company that had their own warehouse outlet. And you could go and buy old rock t shirts and jackets <laughs> that would say, like, you know, uh, Ice Age on it or whatever it was back in the day. I got a few t shirts there. Oh, look at this. Oh, thank God it's store level. Ouch. You looked. What happened to you? I jumped out of a one story building. Are you okay? <laughs> I know. Thank God. That's Boy, the first I'll movie you. where, you know. It looks a lot different when you're looking up at the first floor than when you're looking down from it, I'll tell you. All the managers are like characters themselves. Yeah. Okay, so it's back with the uh, commissioner, and it's like, <laughs> you got. I'm trying to get you your names back and everything, and fighting with everyone. Now you're wrestling. It's in the news, you idiots. They still have their guns and their badges. They just can't work for cops. Right. Yeah. Pretty sweet. You're embarrassing us. Stop As wrestling. It. Stop wrestling. As visitors, you're the worst visitors on the force. <laughs> I want you to hand in your visitor's badge right now. <laughs> Visitor. but, uh, but the tour, Chief. Don't, uh. If you look, guys, if you make one more laundry-related pun, pun, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> that was in Laundry Basket of Justice, but I never aired uh to come, I never we you know laundry basket and Justice laundry basket and Spiegelman the comedy duo with mm -hmm. me and my laundry basket really auditioned for American Got Talent. Oh great! But I did we did our act. We didn't do laundry basket of justice, and right. you know I have regrets. But laundry basket <laughs> of justice was he's detective laundry basket and he gets chewed out by the chief, and then right. he goes on a stakeout, and uh, he'll say laundry basket. This is the chief, not the laundry basket. Right, right. I hear another laundry-related pun from you. I'm going to get depressed and steamed. <laughs> laundry basket!
Hey, we're all chilling on the beach. Man, this is nice. So this is San Bernardino? Yeah, what's going on here? I'm not sure of the location, but what's going on here is, sorry, we can't wrestle anymore. We're cops. And then it ends up with her leaving as in they're still wrestlers. So now it's like, he's the go, go, go. And the other one's the no, no, no. And that's the way the dynamic will play out through the whole film. Hi, guys. They didn't sell hot dogs and falafel after all. And I asked for, like, uh, roasted chestnuts. But they, he's like, lady, this is an ice cream uh, uh, truck. <laughs> and I said, it's sexist and misogynist to call me lady. I'm not Lord Percy. Yeah. yeah. So here are the Russians at Lord Percy's house. I guess they just socialize, you know. I guess he manages them now. Well, you know, they both love cocaine. <laughs> She's getting a massage, and he's staying with his English accent. Why don't you listen? Go ahead. Oh, you want me? Oh, here I am. He loves your chest. Of the contract approved. Oh, Uh-oh. What's on TV, Mike? Oh, is it? Okay, Wait, turn it up. Turn it up. All right, hang on. Rock and roll. Come on, leave it on, leave it on. Wait, rock and roll and wrestling is never going to work. <laughs> Some kind of rock and wrestling combination in the 80s? Look at Ruth Buzz, Buzzy. She's the best thing about the film. That doesn't save the film or anything. So this is a promo music video for the band? For the wrestlers? Right. I guess. I don't know what it is. Is it a rock video? I don't know. W-O-R is sharing this? Uh, yeah, look at the old-style clunky dials, right? Yeah, like this is on UHS or VHS. Uh, UHS or... Yes, UHS. Bad guys. We're tape heads. So Roar. I was going to say, we're the Boston Stranglers, but they didn't do it. Oh, I like Boston Stranglers. Why would you eat do that to yourself? Now he's furious with the wrestling guy who promised him they were the only bad guys. They start eating glass as a joke. No, but it's really not necessary, you know. But that, but that's what I'm saying. The um, the whole film doesn't let clue you in that wrestling is fake. They're pretending it's a real universe in which you would slam a guy on his. Holding your arm on his chest, and he's got out of hand. Everything did not hurt him. Yeah, but meanwhile, the guy winces in pain. He gave him the pile driver crusher. <laughs> oh my thigh! Oh my thigh! Paramedics are entering the ring, and they're flipped over. Basically, ever see him? They go up against each other and give each other a high five, and then the one guy goes ah. The other guy's like, you know, well, you have, like, you know, something's lost when we talk through movies. We miss the soundtrack and they're going, yeah, 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 on the beat. Everything's <laughs> got to be roses, 80s music song. <laughs> boom, chee, boom. Now they're back in the, com the 
boss's chief's office, right? And the commissioner, this and that. And But now they're showing up in their wrestling uniform and they're just right. like, they're sticking with wrestling. God, they're so young. I don't know, Michael yeah. Jolly, I guess I'll have to see. Well, this film isn't the way you should get your jollies. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. No, he wrote this, or is this not by Golly? By Jolly? Damn it! No. God, Ooh, let me start again. Carl, did Mike Jolly write this, or is this not by Jolly? Not by Jolly. Oh, by uh, Jolly. I don't, I don't really. Is get it by it. Jolly? By Jolly. By jo By do the, is that an English expression like by George? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm not that. Yes, I think uh, Pirate said that. Okay. Oh, Danny Bonaduce, I'm going to punch out David Cassidy. Now, look, they just lost against the Russians, and now the one guy's like, I'm going to quit. I want to be a cop. He's no, no, make, no. Because it, it doesn't make sense because he just thumbed his nose at the cops. Well, professional wrestling didn't turn out the way he wanted it, so now he wants to go back on the force. We all had that. We've all been there. We've all been there. Get out of here, Bonaduce. Yeah, I remember the time, like, I put all my energy and effort into horse racing, but in the end, I went back to nurse nursing. I remember that, because you really, your dream was horse racing. You were like, right. horse racing, on the beat, nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> but I'd rather be RN. It just makes more sense. It's more yeah. it's steady. The hours are shit, and the union is bad, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. See, I lucked out being a Fast and a Furious. I get to do anything I want and drive around. <laughs> so oh, look, what? Yeah. Now they're they get a notification from the top guy that their their bout is canceled. Fuck off, Boston buddies. Okay, now this is a children's hospital uh, stadium. <laughs> so you then the they say we're gonna. Show up anyway, which is exactly what would happen if you watch WWE or whatever, the backstories and everything, you know? Sure. You but that's all choreographed. That's all written. They have a team doing that. They they meet. They rehearse. Now, this whole movie pretends it that's not the universe, that the universe they present on TV is the real universe. Huh. And so they're saying, we're going over to that gym. They're just playing out a wrestling scenario. Look, the chair slamming. Damn. Oh, I can't take it anymore. Ow. Ow. Stop sucker punching me. He gave him the Vulcan neck pinch. He said yeah. He tends to bonk him on the head. We're, this movie makes us think that's, that's the world. Okay. Why would he go in and tackle him like that? He's like, we're the bad guys. Ow. Ow. That was literally challenge tossing. <laughs> Wow, this movie has everything. Now, uh oh, the good bad guys are fighting the bad bad right. guys. Whoa! So now the guy who runs at the top dog is going to say to Lord Percy, "You told me those guys suck. They were great. Right? They're true bad guys. Clearly, they're bad guys. Did you see their jackets? Wow, this is the best thing. Oh no, he's British, right?" No, you're right. He's an American. Lord Percy is the English one. Oh, I gotcha. Punch in the stomach. 
Now, now there's a lot of celebrities here. I see Cindy Lauper. I see Sergeant uh -huh. Lou Albano. There's, there's Sting. Sting, yeah. Which is a little too highbrow, right? It's more like that guy's in the Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> the you know, that one is on the show Jag. Oh, it's it's the rhythm section of Twisted Sister. This is total chaos every night. Every night. Look at the guy always sleeping, the one wrestler. He's uh, just waiting for my line, waiting for my line. And he goes, all right, this madness has got to stop. I declare that there will be a match on this, it's not stage, right? In this ring. In this ring. Of the Russians against the Boston Cream Cakes. <laughs> Next Boston Saturday Oh, who was, do you remember there was a meme where it was like, it was a stoner who was like, this guy smokes your weed and he's cool. And his name was Boston Blake. <laughs> no, Boston Blake was actually dead man. He was from DC Comics. Okay, okay. But this other guy called himself Boston whatever. And he was pretty cool. Like, he was one of those early guys who basically became a meme and he, he uh -huh. had some way to handle it. So uh, you would mention him, and he he himself would fave it on whatever was in Tumblr at the time. But it was like, uh, it was the guy who was like, there was like a good guy pot smoker meme and like a evil guy pot smoker memes. I don't know. I don't remember this. I I should. I should get my stuff down. So now we're having like the montage in which Rocky is training, and so is uh, I will break you, Drago, in Russia. <laughs> That's what we're getting. Oh, we're back. back and forth. And of course, Drago's doing brute strength without any brains, just like these guys. And, you know, Rocky's learning the craft. Superman. Hong Kong. Daisy Duke, what are you doing here? TV. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Oh, we need the narrator then. Well, they do pulled up to his wrestling friends. Yeehaw! Say, Daisy, that's a mighty fine truck you got there. You know, all the assholes in this street are like, hey, truck, why don't you smile more? There you go. You look much pretty. Now, for some reason, somehow, Herky brought them that. Really, you know? uh, really hit the nail on it said, yeah, this is the perfect truck. So what's going to happen now is both of them will separately have, like, moments with Perky that are not sexually charged, but more like, would you go on a date with me kind of charged. Oh, so, oh, right. He wasn't shirtless, though. Interesting. It'll have, right. It'll happen with both of them separately, and there'll be a crossed wires now we don't understand why she just he's like why don't we go out tonight and we can talk strategy she's like ah, i'd like that you know right neither wants to date because it'll take like hours to get their hair right <laughs> so it's a date then sort right. of thing but they yeah okay superman okay now hey. here he comes Oh, thanks. Uh, you've been really great with us. And, you know, Adam Cole was 
Right. Adam Bowman's not showing up in a suit. Hey, did I just miss Superman? <laughs> yeah, he's all never around. Yeah, when well, he is around when Superman was around. He's is wearing the. Yeah, it's a. Hey, so maybe we could well, come out with glasses and. Oh, he would go into a closet and then like boom. Is that Park Bent? Hi, Park. <laughs> Park Bent. <laughs> Oh, too please! This movie's going on forever. Oh yeah, you think so? Cause, hang on to your hat, dude. Oh yeah. No, this this sucker doesn't feel like it ends for a while. No, is is his partner going to be there? No, so far. Well, so that's good. the thing. He's going to awkwardly show up second. But the table's set for two. Uh, yes. Hi, Garson. Can you throw these away? Because she has a date with a boy tonight. Oh, yeah. Can you get another table setting? Oh, awkward silences, huh? Really? (laughs) Yeah, well, when we don't have the sound up. Well, he's Jimmy Olsen, isn't he? Oh, boy, (laughs) I hope Arquette doesn't show up. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Let me hear them talk shop. I don't understand why she always just plays along and never lets them know. It's like, I don't know. It was she just dumb. wants to let them know. She could fuck with them at any time. I guess so. I don't get it, though. What are you doing here? That's where my bow tie went. <laughs> Please put these flowers in water. It'll be the second request. Garcon, please throw these gar- flowers away again. Oh, what is she saying? Like, I just want to talk business and nothing. Right. Else. She's saying, are you guys crazy to think I would go on a date with you before our big bout? Now sit down, guys. We got to get our heads in the game here. You know, it's that kind of thing. Gotcha. You know, she has a tragic story. She died at age 50. She had breast cancer, and she just quickly died. And uh, she left a wit- yeah, widower behind. She was in When Harry Met Sally, The Swan Princess. She was on Gary Shandling's show. It's Gary oh, very King. cool. Was he, what, like, a regular on the show? Not the... I don't think it's the sitcom. It's called It's Gary Shandling's Show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is it? Yeah, there's a show beforehand called It's Gary Shandling's Show. Yeah, I don't know the answer. Um, I think it's, yeah, because I, I think I recognize her. So there's this character named Judge David Nar... Nar- okay, Nicastro is her name, Michelle Nicastro. So there's this character called Judge David Nicastro in Fairly Legal 2011, named after her. The TV series is an exe- executive produced by her widower. Um, Steve Stark. So she also sang and she released four like solo albums, uh, Tuneful 1993 and Tuneful 2. Uh, there, there were classic animated film songs. Oh, you mean like from tunes, like cartoons? Yes. Oh. And then she did Real Imagination, R-E-E-L, featuring classics of from family films. Oh, right. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. We right. love, love you. you. Near, near, near. Bang, bar, bang. 
fucking motor car. So then there was also um, contemporary songs from Broadway. <laughs> it's right up our alley. Oh, yeah. Not a sound from the village. <laughs> You're looking alone. Encore, encore. Well, I, I like to sing a song from one of my other shows. It was a, yeah. Whistle while you work. <laughs> it's a showstopper. <laughs> now, now Lord Percy is furious and he does not want two bad guys in that ring with big big top guy manager this right machine guns now yeah. you will see that the the Boston big shots do not flinch over a gun being shot at them do not there's no nerve. Now, oh, they like pretend dodge the bullets. Well, right now they're just got like baseball bats and crowbar. Oh, the shotgun. <laughs> I guess they're getting married. You're going to marry me. Look, he zooms. <laughs> he really put on the accelerator. Do, 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 do. Bad Ooh. guys. Yeah. Uh... On the fly. They are the baddest guys. From Van Nuys. Bad guys. Bad guys. Bad guys. Bad guys. Come on, Come on, bad guys. Get the deep baritone, right? No, you see him dressed up as Uncle Sam. Oh. For America. Now, doesn't he look like like he was great in Popeye? Oh, you really think he has that Rocky feel to him? Yeah, he was like the dad in... Yeah. Which was Rocky's manager. So the bad guy gave them a truck and then had his minions chase after him. Bad guys gave them a truck. Lord Percy gave him a truck. Yeah. And then Lord Percy got these guys to chase him. No, Lord... No, Perky manager... Them the truck. Oh, got a truck. I got you. I'm sorry. I'm getting the bad guys and the good guys and the good bad guys and the bad bad guys and the yeah. See, these are the good bad guys, right? And they've got their clique and Perky Girls in it. Whoa! Into the drink. I was just fucking that bucket. Yeah, watch out. Oh, get all those supplies. They got all those supplies. Yep, that's right. It's sacks of grain and fertilizer. Whatever. We got to run around it. Maybe we'll hit one. Look, it's insulation, chicken feathers. Okay, ready, Carl? End of the line, boys. You do not collect $200. Oh. Uh, now, there's no fear of the gun. No fear of the gun. Ooh. Wow. broke his neck. His, that uh, hurt his jaw. Jaw. I Where think. are the Boston cupcake? The Boston. <laughs> the Boston. Where are the Celtics? Uh, Where Celtics are the Boston? What else from Boston? If my plans work, those guys are fucked. Where are well, those I Boston college? Forfeit. 
without Boston University here, the game yeah. is over. Mess yeah, where it, where's BU? The Boston Universities. Oh, man, this is worse than at the end of uh, Lethal Weapon. Look at him like meat. Ow! Now, listen, as actors, they really had to hang upside down. I know, and get, like, hit by bats or whatever. And the blood is rushing to their head. Sure. Now, here's the well, time when you would say, this is not fair. Okay, look, bad guy, um, police chief whose commissioner is breathing down his neck has just shown up, and he's arresting these hoodlums. Listen, both those actors are, are have morning wood right now. I don't know how to tell you, Carl. You can tell from the white pants. So on the one hand, they are hanging upside down, being beaten up and, and being saved by cops. On the other hand, what a, what a set. Yeah. And now they have to get to the ring, right? This is yeah. not even the third act. This is just like the second act. We got to get no, to the ring. No, no, oh, we're getting is, to the third? This is the race that gets, you see, they had like, darkest hour just now and then like yeah. usually the hero gets educated and he sees a new way and he rushes into act three but this time the cops just showed up and he goes oh we lost already they're gonna forfeit and he goes not yet get in my car it's like now the commissioner's on their side and we found out that they've been behind the scenes watching lord percy to arrest Whoa. him and this is the day of the big sting Oh, really? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I know Sting's been working out, but I don't think he's really a big Sting. He was so big in this. Uh... Oh, in the 80s, he was used everywhere. He's ubiquitous. That's how big he was. He was everywhere. EO, <laughs> EO. Ladies and gentlemen, next on the title card. How does it go? Like, undercard? Oh, finally, uh, here he Sergeant is. Sergeant Slaughter, Act 3. And who does comes. he play? Does he play Lieutenant uh, Genocide? Or... No, no, he he's... plays himself. And he's getting recognized. We have a celebrity in the crowd. He looks like Storming Norman. I don't, why was he against the Iraq War? He was like, he probably like, I'm not well, you know, It's just a fake thing on TV, a show, a fun, right. it's reality, it's like pretend reality TV. So therefore, you know, What's going to really get him? Oh, my God, the fucking balls on that guy. It's like an Andy Kaufman move. I'll wrestle any woman anytime. <laughs> it's like shocking. How dare you, you asshole? Yeah. Right, any woman. The bad guys. Oh, they're bad no babes. No woman is stronger than a man. No woman is stronger than a man. That's the way God wanted it. <laughs> oh, I will take. I will wrestle any woman anytime. I'm from Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. He got <laughs> smug. You, it, you. I bet you guys are poor. I'm from Hollywood. Yeah, oh, that was great. I don't think it was great. It was wrestling women, but it was. Uh... <laughs> oh, this is Wallace, uh, Wally Shawn's uh, brother, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I keep on, I keep on not finding the page he's written on. You see. Well, he must have been a buddy of Boss Hogg and Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> well, he was all over TV. You, he's got a very recognizable face. You've seen him in a million things. 
I just can't find it. This is outrageous. Exactly. I sh I'm sure I printed it. I mean, I just printed the file. Now, well, anyway. do, the, do the bad guys who are American Patriots, do they fight Sar Sergeant Slaughter? No, Sergeant Slaughter steps in. You know how it gets crazy at the end of it every does. single battle? Yeah, that's what'll happen. And of course, Sergeant Slaughter's not just going to stand by while America's being assaulted by Russians. No, this is very important. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Movie cops. Right. What they're doing is saying, the Boston be Beans aren't here. <laughs> and so, therefore... They're going to have to forfeit. And then all of a sudden, the cops show up with the Boston. Whoa, what a way to go. With Ladies the and gentlemen. kids. It's the Boston Newberry Comics. Here come the Red Sox. Oh, Boston, you're my home. Dum, 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 dum. Love that dirty water. Ruth Buzzy is great in this. I thought yeah. Buzzy was a stage name, of course. It is not. No. That's right. That's her name. Yeah, it was great because she was on uh, Twitter like a couple years ago saying, listen, that's not me. And then she did a couple yeah. of like jokes, like puns and stuff. It was funny. Well, she got famous from teaming up with Dom DeLuise. They did something, and, and it was popular, and it got on, onto other shows. And that's when Laugh-In said, hey, she's good. And yeah. that's how she became, now she had movie roles. So. Listen, you, she was a thankless job, Laugh-In. She had to sing, she had to dance, she had to do pantomime, she had to do vaudeville. She had a thankless to... job. She got movies out of it. Three movies that we named so far. Oh, she was all, all right. right. Yeah, she's all right. All right, here we go. Yep, now it's the big what could go wrong. Who's in the Russians' corner? The Russians. Uh, Lord Percy. Wait, they get so people by that flag are all like Lord Percy's uh, bad babes. It's the wrestling team. Look at them all dressed up like um, pompous. Ass. Whoa. I love the cop car pulling right up there. They leave the lights on. Yeah, badass. Let me give you last minute advice and Rocky bullshit. Oh, I'm going to bust your head like a coconut. Oh, like oh, a coconut? In Soviet Russia, I will kill you. And then kill, and you kill yourself. In Soviet Russia, uh, we kill you Wrestling as well. bring you. Can you hey. think of one? I can't think of one. Oh, uh, no, I guess that. Oh, they turned their back. Oh, oh boo. That's oh, I disagree with this. They are the better bad guys. Well, I hope there's like color commentary to help me watch this movie. Now, the thing that doesn't make sense is <clears throat> their role in this is the good guys that everyone roots for. Yay, America. You right. see how the film's fundamentally flawed here with the title bad guys and the, all throughout the film, they were like, we're going to be the better bad guys than the Russians. doesn't there, make any there, sense. Uh, there are the USA's. Uh, uh, right. Uh, they're the good guys. Yeah. There are so bad guys. They, yeah. They're, they're bad guys our, 
Yeah. Right. And everyone's t-shirt says bad guys. Right. I have a bad dude shirt. It says bad babes. It says bad guys and then bad babes. Even pretending, you know, he helped them. He flipped them. And the kick is more like a push. Right. But in the movie world, we're acting like this is, he kicked a guy. He got flipped. Oh, here we go. We're going to talk about the scene. A little exposition. You know, it's like when he grabs him, like as if he's choking him, but really he's, it's behind his neck, right? He's like, he's hugging him. Come here, friend. You know? I would love to see a sports movie where you could barely hear the color commentary. Like maybe you hear him talk in the booth or whatever in the, uh, but like while the thing's going on, you don't hear him. It's, he's not narrating the story for us. Uh You know, it's just part of the, the game. Well, I have that feature on my Raku television. Oh, it's, we can hear the uh, only the it, announcer. Well, it's got the mute button. Oh, right. Then you don't have to hear him. <laughs> Some people uh, one time really decided they hated Howard Cosell. So when the football game would come on, I think it was the Jets he was on. I think I forget. They would mute the TV and t- or turn the volume down. It was right. Boring. Of course, you had to get up and then turn up the radio station that was ha- having the game. That, yeah, that's one way to get rid of Howard Cosell. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, you go to a game and then you bring your radio with you and you turn on the color commentary. He so was like, he hit the ball and the ball's <laughs> going. The crowd is getting up. Tell me, uh, uh, is it color commentary? I think so. There's commentary and then you are uh, spicing it. I don't know. It's color. I see. Google will tell me. I don't know that term. I know. I'm also dumb. Well, it's really important because all sports movies has, like, the announcers tell you, well, it looks like this is the end for the bad guy. Good bad guys. <laughs> so, oh, so no. far, it's not crazy. They're just in the ring, and they're going, trying their best to be underdogs, losing to the Russians. And all is well. It's just a wrestling match. Right. They don't beat up the Russians in the parking lot. Now it's tag team. Whoa! Kick! Yeah, I, I am. I am very impressed that both Jolly and Baldwin are are in there doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I'm like sure a, they're like 28 each. You know, 28 yeah. or something. I mean, it's like they're fully developed bodies and young. I mean, they're at. But, you know, like wrestling is such a cult, too, that people probably grew up on this movie or had a chance to see this movie with Sergeant Slaughter and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Baldwin's in it. So, yeah. Oh, do you ever see David Arquette will, like, hurt himself or whatever it's called? Um, I think there was one he was like, wrestling's not yeah. fake. That was a great film. I really enjoyed that film. Look, I'm pretend choking you. Oh, hey, we can't that, have that. That's not fair. So Sergeant Slaughter's like, who's that extra rush the uh, wrestler? He's not supposed to be part of this. So if he, I'll go take that guy out. He goes, hold my, hold my flag. flag. Oh, wow! Kick. See, I never head. say hold my beer. I'm like, Punch hold my flag. In the face. Yeah, hold my flag. Not hold my beer. Oh. Sergeant Slaughter has boots. 
Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, in truth, there are like sneakers that are right. You know, shaped to ah, eye gouge. See, the ref specifically said no eye gouging. So it was like these jerk rushes. Oh, he crossed. Oh, the, the line has been crossed. I was wondering when they were going to cross the line. This folding chair. I'm going to put you in a sleeper hold. That's where I grip you and talk about Woody Allen's sleeper. In the future, robots call the orb, pleasure orb, and they don't sense, feel the sensations unless they're dressed up as Woody really Allen. It's a sleeper oh. hold. Oh. So he's not he's not going to choke him out because wrestling's just not, you know, it's a choreography. He's going to choke him in. See, he's choking him in. Oh, I'm still conscious. They're hitting him on the head and, like, in the chest with the, the flagpole. Yeah. Yeah, that hurts. Ow. Those oppressed actors and the selfish director used them. He he was exploiting them. Boo, wow. Russia. You can't tear up the flag. I didn't pay money to see this. I didn't, I'm going back to Blockbuster. <laughs> Ruth Buzzy's getting her husband is Turk McGurk in there protecting the flag. Is Turk short for Patrick? <laughs> no, it's Turkey. He grew up in Turkey. Yay, America! Uh, Look, he's uh, shell shocked. Yay, they're putting the flag We saved the army base. Yeah. Oh, the cops are into it. You yeah, we're Boston PD. Whoa. Whoa. See, look how he fake wound him up with inertia and it flung him. I mean, it's ridiculous. He jumped. The guy jumped. Oh. They're good wrestlers, you know, with how, how they, yeah. they know the moves. We've seen some movies where actors play athletes, like that miserable Christian Licorice Store movie where uh, Will Bridges like, actually played tennis. Yes. Yeah. He had to learn it. Wow, this is like history class in the 80s when we learned <laughs> about Russia. Yeah, that's right. They're the meanest, baddest. They'll kill everybody. They, they blackmail their government officials so that they, <laughs> you know, extort them. Yeah. To exploit they have them. Compromising videos. Right. Yeah. They know that they'll fly the planes and drop the bombs because if not, they'll kill their whole family back home. So realistic. Smell my balls! Smell them! Oh, I'm going to smell your balls. Yay! Oh. That was the three count. The winners, America! Three whiffs. Adrian! Right, Sergeant Adrian. Slaughter. Oh, here the comes balloons. the balloons. It's going to come down now. either way. Yeah, we stole this from a children's party. Is this ambrosia? We're falling from the sky? Eat it. God is feeding us on our track? Why'd you wait till the end of the match to arrest me? 
I was into it. Yeah, that's right. Yay! Oh. We are bad USA. guys. USA. Oh, bad guys. Look, that's right. Turn it up. USA. Right. It's a Reagan film. USA. USA. Not me, SA. You. Report to the station first thing in the morning. Your cops again. Here's your badges. They have Bring the badges made for this. They didn't ever turn in their badges, but they they had them. Thank you, Perky. Yeah. Oh my God! The credits roll up. Terrible Turk McGurk with Gene Lapel. Oh wow! Yes. Hey, Carl, what you think of this movie? I don't know. It was. Thanks, it wasn't good. It was just. It did what. It, I don't know. It did do what it had to do, which is like right. feed the fanatics, which. If you're a fan of wrestling or a fan of 80s wrestling, this is definitely a movie you've seen a few times. D.D. Allen is a spectator. Now, Josh Wills did not see this film, and he was a fan of wrestling in the 80s. He was also young, uh, like, you know, like 10 or something, you know. Well, I haven't heard it yet, but do you think he would be into seeing this now? uh, I think maybe... He does have a respect for wrestling, and and the two actors really learned the moves. And wow. you know what I mean? They really acted it too. You know, There's another music video at the end of this. Yep, go ahead, too much. It was the eighties, and you couldn't have wrestling without rock and roll. That was the thing. Like they realized they could connect different popular culture together and and Next just synergize it, you know. And next you know it we had Space Jam. So I, I Yeah, it, that was synergistic. I don't know, this was okay, you know, uh I, it definitely had some crazy stunts in it and some good re- wacky wrestling, but uh other than that it was just kind of paper thin. I wish I'd seen this movie forty years ago. Yeah. You know, well, back when Adam I was, was uh, charismatic. Ruth, yeah, Buzzing oh, absolutely, he was, was terrific good. in this. Turk McGurk was okay. Bruce Buzzing um, was good. Lord Percy was kind of flat. The police commissioner was flat. The partner, you know, Jolly was pretty flat. You know, yeah. it wasn't. And also, maybe our copy's a little washed out or something. You know, this, this the movie didn't sparkle. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I I still feel like this has to be somebody's favorite. Like somebody has this on a video cassette. Yeah, I've yeah, seen I it a few hundred right. times. Yeah, it's the, probably in um uh Jess, Je, uh Jesse Jolly whoa. Jesse Jolly's collection. That's his son. Oh, perfect. Oh, here's the music. There, here all the videos. Respect yourself, gang gang. Oh, wow. A lot of oh, songs. Oh, Rice wrote that. Oh, Paul. Stars Chir- at 45. The stars on 45. 40? Stars at 45. Oh, wow. 21 Records uh, gave that. Oh, are you familiar with the record label, 21 Records? Soul Sister, Your Brown Sugar, written by L. Hayes and D. Porter. So this is just like a medley, like a music version of, of all these. 
Let's listen to the song again. Snap dance. Bad guys. Bad guys. Bad guys. A lot of songs in this. Bad guys. <laughs> Casablanca Records. There you go. Home Bad guys. Bad, Bad guys. Special thanks to the American Wrestling Association. Yeah, I should say. 85. MCMLXXXB. Let's go. It's in Dublin. <laughs> it's Dolby. You dumb. Bad man. guys will return and bad guys too. <laughs> Please no. Batter guys. Batter guys. They are the batter. Batter guys. Carl, Carl, Carl. That was yeah. bad guys. We watched the that entire happened. movie here on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday. We'll be back next Sunday. You can hear us stream first on Mutiny Radio here at 2 p.m. And then we have our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And you can also you, you can see this movie and hear it uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Not to be redundant yes. if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. So we'd love for you guys to join us next Sunday. Subscribe, tell your friends, listen to Mutiny Radio. We'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch. song my turn-ons are dancing in the dark kissing on a lark and peeing in the park you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl that's the duh of francais not the duh of dumbass but never mind that don't follow me now follow me later i mean for right now Good evening, my name's Gladys. Uh, gonna try to be a little bit funny. God, it's so hard to remember how. Uh, I moved to a different city recently, and you know, when you do something like that, it can be so hard to meet new people. But boy, it's easy to meet old people. They're eager to talk. Just right, just right on the bus. That's how I met my grandpa, actually. Uh, during COVID, been up to a lot of writing. Get a lot of writing done. I wrote a prequel to Jaws. No. It's called No Sharks Here. <laughs> Shark Free Town. I wrote a prequel to The Exorcist. It's called This Girl's Fine. <laughs> She's normal and shit. <laughs> I was in line at the bank with my boyfriend. He pointed at some of the tellers. He said, hey, marry, fuck, kill. And I said, uh, yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> so I come, I come from one of those big southern families in the south, uh, the deep south, let me tell you. One of those places where they think that like Sprite is good for you because it's clear. 
And they reuse the name Chris a lot in my family. We got like four Chris's. We got little Chris. We got my cousin, Big Chris. We have my brother, City Chris. And even though my brother is both taller than Big Chris and has a lower BMI than little Chris, they call him City Chris because he got caught reading a book in a duck blind. And he never, never lived it down. Hey, a lot of people these days into polyamory. Uh, I don't know much about that life. Uh, I do know, from what I've observed, uh, if you're going to open up your relationship, if you're going to have like an open marriage, it seems like it's going to be a lot like opening up a good bottle of red wine. In that once you do it, once you open it, uh, it's going to last about five days. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm joking. But seriously, they can be so sanctimonious about it. They really believe that it's like not just falling in love with a bunch of people, it's a better way to live. I feel like sometimes they're saying to me, uh, hey, you know, I can have my cake and I can eat it too. And they're also saying, you know, cake eating, it's one of the highest virtues. And I'm a little more enlightened than you because of all the cake that I ate. I also hear him saying to me, hey, can I spend the night at your house? Because they are all mad at me. I, I can't go back to that apartment. I got the cake all over me. Now I need to take a shower. Uh, so I was at the library recently. I saw a sign for adult coloring time. You know about this? You know the coloring's not just for little kids and people that got hit really hard in the head, right? These days it's for adults to do right out in the open. And this sign, this sign of the library, here's what it said verbatim. It said, adult coloring time. Join us from 1 to 3 p.m. in the upstairs reading room. Or just stop by for however long you like. And that last part really tripped me out. Because, like, of all the things about adult coloring time, yeah, I know I can leave when I want to. Oh, this isn't the one where you lock the doors. This isn't the one where I have to keep going after my hand cramps up. Yeah, I know. Basically, most signs have that little subtext after it that you, you don't need. You know, like, they don't need to put class meets three times a week. Or never, if that's what you want. Just don't show up. This is a fire exit. Or just stay in the fire, bro. It's your life burned to death in the hallway of this Ramada Inn. Howdy, folks. This is Finch bringing you another episode of Always Free Radio, the podcast and internet streaming radio show that is by, for, and about people that like to participate in rainbow gatherings. This show is brought to you on Mutiny Radio, and you can listen to it every week live on the internet on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. San Francisco time, that's Pacific time, on mutinyradio.fm. And if you missed the live show, you can also listen to it by downloading it as a podcast uh, by looking for the podcast called Always Free. That's A-L-L-W-A-Y-S-F-R-E-E, -E, and it's all one word. You can look for it on wherever you get your podcasts, whatever your provider is. The, uh, the stand-up comedy that you just heard uh, was brought to you by Gladys uh, Emily Downing, and it was performed at the Pennsylvania Prism Rainbow Gathering this last summer uh, in 2021. Um, unfortunately, Gladys tragically lost her life a week ago 
on Tuesday, and the entire community is reeling from this loss. Um, she was an absolute titan, uh, a rainbow superstar. And she was also a stand-up comedian, so we are dedicating this episode to Gladys, and next part of the uh, show that you will hear is her full 30-minute stand-up act uh, at the same Pennsylvania Prism Rainbow Gathering. Uh, Gladys is survived by her twin babies, Gertrude and Elmer, who are going to be raised by their father now, and hopefully with a little bit of help from all of us. Um, we also suffered another tragic loss this week. John Buffalo uh, passed away on Monday, May the 2nd, and John was one of our most longtime and most dedicated family. He did Shantasina for decades, and he, he participated in every part of Rainbow, and he will, he will be missed very, very much. Uh, finally, after, uh, after we listen to this next stand-up set, uh, there has been a flurry of Rainbow Gathering-related news uh, in the media recently. Colorado has figured out that the 50th anniversary Rainbow Gathering will be coming their way, and the newspapers are all trying to guess where it'll be, how many people are coming, what the impact will be, and all of us are watching and trying to see how many times the headline will say that we are descending on some mountain town or another. Uh, so enjoy the current event and news download. But first, we hope you will enjoy a few laughs with our favorite rainbow stand-up comedian. We love you, Gladys. This episode's for you. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, good evening. First of all, you guys, thank you so much for letting me practice. Oh, my God. It's been like a year, so uh, don't, don't expect much, but, but this is a golden opportunity for me, and I'm so grateful. Um, also, I used up all my short jokes the other night, so let's, let's just get into it. Uh, my name's Gladys. I did move to New England for the wintertime. Uh, I know that's kind of unusual. I know a lot of people up here don't appreciate it. I hear, I hear them all the time. They fantasize about moving to Florida or Arizona or California, and they don't even know. I, I mean, I, I can tell what they're thinking. They're like, oh, I'm going to wear flip-flops all the time. I can lick a metal pole all year round. Uh, I'm going to wear a straw hat like in the Jason Mraz videos. But, man, it's it that kind of thing can turn out with the darkness. Because, okay, basically, when we don't share an objective reality that is the weather can kill you for half the year, hippies start thinking all the ideas in their head are right. It's terrifying. Just any idea that pops into their stupid little dreadlock head could be correct. You know, stuff like vaccines cause autism. I should wear a more whimsical hat. Uh, you know what I should do? Start a, start a chapstick company with weed in it. That's what I should do with my entire life. Basically, I'm saying that you need the harsh winter time to press your hippies down. Man, you get out there... It starts getting kind of spooky. I mean, up in Vermont, it's great. Even our rednecks, like, you know, your eighth generation Vermonter, they're they're pretty they're pretty good. A, they've been to another country, they've been to Canada. 
B, you know, they just got that out of the gene pool a long time ago. If you couldn't hang out at a party 300 years ago, you had to go outside. And it's negative 30, and that's, that's the end of you. You know, out west, somebody can't behave. They go outside. They're just outside. Right outside. Like, right fogging up the windows. Right out there. You'd be like, oh, people don't know so much. I'm just going to walk out of this party and sleep underneath the manzanita tree. <laughs> so I, I moved to New England from the deep south. Um, south. It's, it's been in the news lately for rising again. And, you know, we had a lot of problems out there growing up. I mean, I'll get into, you know, crystal meth. It, it ravages communities, and people are always so down on meth heads. But, you know, there's some upsides. There's some upsides. For one thing, meth heads, man, they'll make you super nostalgic for crackheads. <laughs> and, how, and how they just want more crack, and you can predict all their actions based on that. The thing with meth is, oh man, it makes you super crazy. It costs almost nothing. Like you can do three days a week at Burger King and pay for your meth habit. So what you have, what you have is a lot of crazy people walking around very quickly, obviously. A lot of time on their hands to work on their bespoke insanities. It'll be stories like, oh, my, my neighbor's stealing my spark plugs. But you know, it's so we can build a time machine so we can go back in time and break Avril Lavigne's nose and somehow that's gonna end the designated hitter rule. So, you know, it's for a good cause. I'm not mad. Or like, you'll be in an alley and some dude will come up and you think he's gonna rob you or whatever, but he just wants you to sign a contract he made about not taking your shoelaces for granted. So, that's fine. That's fun. Uh, I had two kids recently. Or so they tell me. Um, I know that shit's been hard because I didn't even have that thing in high school where they give you like a fake baby that you can take care of. Did that happen at anybody's high school? Yeah. In real life? Did, what, what kind of baby was it? It was a sack of flour. What the fuck? I thought it was going to be an egg like in Saved by the Bell because now they have the mechanic. A sack of flour? That's not realistic at all. You can't. You can take a baby to a fish fry. Like, a sack of flour. Watch out. Man, weird. No, I mean, the whole point of that assignment is they wanted you to fail, right? They want you to have the baby, and you see how much it sucks to be a teen mom, and then you don't want to be a teen mom. But then, like, if you do pass the assignment, are you good to go? Are you good to be one now? Like, like when Mothers Against Drunk Driving comes to your school fair, and they have those goggles you put on that makes you drunk? And then you drive with them, but then if you do a good job driving, they give you a laminated card that says you're allowed to drive drunk now. Because you did it. Or like when the D.A.R.E. officer comes to your school and he's got all those little samples of drugs in a plastic case, and then he lets you do some of the blow, and you're, you're so good at doing it. You're so good at doing it. You, do, you say all the stuff that people in cocaine are supposed to say to each other. Like, like... Oh, your idea for a restaurant sounds incredible. <laughs> I just, I think it's important to be honest with children about where restaurants come from. <laughs> I think you gotta sit them down on the edge of the bed and look right in their eyes and just say, when two men named Philip and Dana love themselves very, very much, they have a restaurant concept together. <laughs> And that's where they come from. Oh. People these days, a lot of people these days, they want comedians to be like more than comedians. They want to be like, you know, preachers or motivational speakers. They want to ask, you know, ask the important questions in life.
<laughs> so I'll, I'll try. Can anybody name all the members of Limp Biscuit? <laughs> Any of them? You guys, you guys know at least one, right? Fred Durst. Fred right. It would be Fred. It would be Fred Durst. And then some people, I guess, some people also know about the spooky, ba uh, the, the spooky bass player. Yeah. I'm West not familiar with him. West something. Uh, did you know that wasn't a puppet? That was a real dude, just wearing contacts. But yeah, Fred Durst is the only one anybody ever knew. And that would be really good to be Fred Durst in the 90s, because it's like, you know, you're getting the good restaurant tables, you're getting all the barred out groupies. Um, you would want to be him, not the drummer, because it's like nobody knows who the drummer is. But then if you go fast forward to today, you'd way rather be the 